International. Salty. I'm saying extra. I'm saying back because I'm assuming yeah. this will not be the first one. So you'll be returning. Thanks <laughs> for coming back and joining us again. As always, I'm Jasmine Ellis. I'm Kai Krebs. And today we are joined in the studio um, by a friend of ours who we actually just ran into today, but he has uh, an interesting story. Uh, Joey Zimmerman. Hey, what's up? Thanks for asking me to come and hang out. It was fun how you know, it worked out. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah. I got at least one thing I'm semi a little pretty salty about. So I'm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited to explore it and have a conversation with you all about it. And I'm excited to have you yeah. on the show. I appreciate you so much as a comic because you have this kind of like, um, just this really intelligent but the goofy style of writing that I enjoy watching so much. And you, you always seem like such a lighthearted person. I've never seen you in a bad mood or down. So like, not to like kill. Ugh, what's the phrase that? people use harsher vibe um, <laughs> did i do that right yeah no, I, yeah, yeah no I, I, I hey i use that phrase all the time i don't ever use that phrase <laughs> it seemed right i don't know like what's weed words um but <laughs> no, no, weed word. yeah that's that is no i appreciate that thank you i definitely try to yeah those are like aspects i try to like kind of emulate and when i do stand up and yeah. just i don't know emulate in my daily life as well so it's good it comes across as such and not as like he looks like he's hiding something by being like that all the time no i always thought i always took it as being genuine um <laughs> but I, what we do on the show is uh extra salty is what we do is we kind of just dive into uh moments in our lives that cause different issues of like resentment and stress and struggle um i guess like Kai, should we just have him tell his story and then we just kind of go from there? Or what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, we can jump straight into it. Why not? You were saying that you had a, a story, a, an issue in your past. Yeah. Um, I'd say, yeah, you'll ask me, like, do you have anything you're salty about? I was like, mm. And this, the, before I moved here to Austin, I lived in Nebraska and I was living with my girlfriend at the time. And then after um we we split up and i was kind of like couch surfing on friends couches like sleeping in my car um and then during it was like two months kind of into that time or so um from leaving uh my girlfriend at the time i found out one of the main reasons that uh we split up is because she was uh kind of also during the time partial before we broke up a little bit while we were kind of still together until when we broke up is because she was uh seeing and sleeping around with like one of my best friends Oh, how long you, had you guys been dating? Um, maybe a year. Okay. So it was like semi-serious, but she, I mean, this is uh, also a part in our lives where like, I mean, I mean, I'm still young now, but then I was like 21. She was like 19. It was just like people trying to like, I don't know, kind of find themselves and like do some things. So <laughs> it's been, but then, yeah, I feel like the resentment part comes up about it because I've never... Yeah, we've never really approached each other about that. And I remember going back to Nebraska after I moved away for like a 
it's been like a year and like eight or nine months since like I've been back there and I went back there to see some people and he was hanging out with like our like our mutual friend group of um it was all these like speech team kids because I was on the speech team in college as high school and college. So it was oh. like, so it's all speech team friends and I was seeing a lot of the same mutual people. She wasn't there though, but like all the good guy friends were there and he was there and it was just like, it was just like a hug. I hugged them. I was like, hey man, good to see you. I haven't seen you in a while. And it was just like, and then that was it. And it was like, it's like we kind of like picked up with like these conversations and our interactions with people as if, almost as if that like almost never happened. And it's like, I don't know how to, like, almost to, like, I do feel like a somewhat of, like, a, what the fuck, dude? How come? Why didn't you do that? Yeah, like, but like, I why never. Why didn't you just walk up to him and just go, what the fuck, man? Like, that's what I would have done. Yeah, we've like, never, yeah, like, quick, had that. Quick, quick question. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was, like, the one thing we I kind of experienced. I was just, like, I've never got to sit down with them and have that conversation and be like, uh, you know, why, what were you thinking at the time? Like what was going on? Cause yeah, we never had that conversation. And then from like, uh, us ending that relationship and then me, like I was like living on other friends' couches and in my car and then back in like my old hometown of Wahoo of like 2000 people. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Austin like eight, eight or or not even like six or eight months like after that all kind of happened so we never really got the chance to like be like what what, what the hell dude because at the time also when uh we she like first well she didn't kick me out of our apartment that we had together i was just like she's like i think we need to like see other people not be together and i was like i don't want to i can't be in the same living space mm-hmm. with you so i like took it upon myself to like get some of my shit out of there, live at some friend's couches for a while, put some shit in my car, um, go back to my parents' house when I had to. Um, and then, like, I would even sleep on his couch that, like, he had, he he lived with. And at the time, you didn't know that the, no, the indiscretion yeah. had happened. Uh, I, have, I have a question about that. So how did you find out? I found out by, um, I was, this, I was driving from, Las Vegas to Zion National Park. Uh, this was a time where I was, I took like a big long kind of road trip to find myself, find a new place to like move. You are such a free spirit. I think it's amazing. <laughs> like, just, I'm just going to get in a car and go. Just I was, yeah. see what happens. I was yeah. going from Las Vegas to a park. I went from sin to within. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was true. Yeah, because I, I did DMT at that park too. So yeah, I went. <laughs> Wait, what is DMT? DMT is, that's a very good question because I'm not even totally sure. It sounds sure. like a band. Like <laughs> digital it's, mind tech, it's, right? It's like a, <laughs> it's a synthesized drug that they make. It's synthesized, but it's this uh, mm-hmm. chemical that gets released in your brain when it only gets released two times in your life, when you are born and then when you die. And it's like this, I have no idea how they synthesized it. I didn't watch the dude who gave it to me. He's like, this is a little baggie of DMT. I was just like, okay, I never saw it before. It's like this uh, musty kind of like almost pink looking powder, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, yeah, it's just like this drug that, um, well, people would put it on like weed and smoke it, but I didn't have like any of that with me. So I just snorted like all of it and it kind of like... Uh, it's a very it's a very like hallucinogenic psychedelic experience like you go to like i went to a completely like separate places i went to like two different places and then the things like and then it like slowly 
like reality slowly like fades back in. I yeah, wish de- people could see the face I'm making at you because I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, she's like, what? Look at me, what? <laughs> you do like I'm gonna hear going. You do drugs? I just thought in, in, you enjoyed life. In, in, like, in the <laughs> nicest way that we can say it, Jasmine is a little bit of a goody two shoes. I'm not. I smoked weed twice. See this? Yeah. Have you ever uh, done like yeah? Pre- uh, if you've only smoked, I mean, have you done like LSD or like eaten mushrooms or anything Where like that? Where do you get that stuff? Like Portobello <laughs> for change. Portobello. DMT is all. Also, uh, the, like that's also the active um, mo- molecule, whatever you would call it, that's in uh, ayahuasca, and people mm-hmm. like specifically go to Peru and stuff, and they make that like out of like the leaves of one plant, and then like the bark of a tree, and some other stuff. I think. Yeah, it's a very intense little like yeah, you go on a little adventure, you go to like a different kind of realm. You're never scared, like you're gonna get sold something bad and end up with brain damage and end up like schizophrenic in a mental hospital or something oh yeah that comes yeah but that just comes I, with drug yeah territory. that just comes with drug yeah it just comes with some psychedelic use is i've always been like well definitely now i definitely don't do too much psychedelics now because i've definitely after that experience i'm like i'm good for a while and by a while i think i mean my lifetime <laughs> but it, was like, it was pretty it was very it was very 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 i don't know how to describe it to people it was very intense so yeah that's I was, yeah, I, did, I was in Vegas, I did a show, and I was driving up, and I had, um, I do, I do a, a, a story about this whole, this whole experience, too, this kind of is like a climax of this one story that I tell. Um, mm-hmm. I was driving, because my phone, I did my show, then I went back to my hotel, and it was this casino down on uh, the bottom floor, and I met these guys there, we were gambling, we just got drunk, and my phone died, and I did some blow with them, we had like a crazy night. And then I charged my phone in the morning and it was like, I had like a couple missed calls from her and then a text that said like, call me right now. And I was like, and this was, yeah, we were broken up, but you know how you still text your ex every now and then like you're always did you like, have her yeah, number saved as like don't answer no i know okay. i have that as some people though that's now, also like but. the cell phone recipe for like stress like oh, yeah. missed calls and then something <laughs> that says please call me right now like it could be any somebody could be dead exactly, or it could be like yeah. i need you to sign some paperwork to get your name off the lease it could be something really mm-hmm. silly like you never know no yeah so yeah so i saw that like i was waiting for my phone to charge in my car as i was driving and then finally i was like oh it's ready and it charged and it, all the missed calls came and then the text that said call me right now and i called her um and that night before uh she went to a party where she um she was raped at this party mm. and she had to tell me that and then she was like and i'm being honest with you i'm telling you all this stuff i have to tell you one more thing towards like toward, like the beginning of where i thought i wanted to break up with you into like the end of like our relationship into now I've been seeing so-and-so and she said like my friend's name and I was like whoa because I was like oh I was kind of like excited to like at that point I was just like uh like maybe I don't need to move anywhere maybe I can work things out with her and I can stay there and then after and I was like I can hang out with all our friends back in Nebraska and then that happened and I was like I don't want to go back to Nebraska like I don't want to I don't know where I want to be I have no idea like where I want to go or who I want to like interact with so that was yeah that's when i received that news and then that all flooded back i was like and there's <laughs> there's another story i tell where this one time like we bought tickets to this couple's vacation that we went to miami south beach you and her yeah and was one time where we were getting gifts we were just shopping she bought like this red candle in this very unique shaped small uh 
it was this really cool intricate bowl thing in this candle she's like i'm gonna give this to like my mom or someone it's gonna be awesome i love it and one time when i was staying at his house i went in his bathroom and that candle was in there oh she's sloppy that's the receipts <laughs> receipts oh oh that was and so I, I knew it was lit and i like saw it and like i wanted to say something but i had like i had because you guys got on like a retreat and it's like handmade like there's no way it's not yeah, what you saw yeah i was like this is the same bowl but i was like maybe it's like she's gave him as a friend i was like i did because i knew at the time she they were also doing a lot of instagram pictures like together but i thought it was just like a friend thing i relate because when i was in the first grade my boyfriend's name was jonathan he lived on the street and he gave Sinead Jones the same exact friendship bracelet he gave me. <laughs> and that was like, I know we were seven, but that, like, that oh, shit man. hurt. And she and I was like, who gave you that? And she was like, nobody. And I was like, it's the same one I have. Yeah, so, like, yeah, I no, yeah. I, I didn't did want to be petty and like interrupt him as I was like, him and my buddy Shane, I was sleeping at their place. I didn't want to be like, who'd you get this candle from? Like it, we were playing Super Smash Bros on the GameCube <laughs> and I didn't want to interrupt her and be like, I saw you had that candle in the bathroom. Did you, do you and her talk? What's, what's, and I just. Quick question, one more time. What the fuck? (laughs) I I want to backtrack just to ask you something because I was listening to your story. Um, Hmm? And it's very, you know, I know it's a super sensitive subject, but she called to tell you that she had been sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. And, and the same phone call tells you she cheated on you with your best friend. What's going through your head in that moment? Like, how do you process, like, Trying because I trying to be a decent, sympathetic human being, but then also like the betrayal. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's that's very yeah, that's it. I was like, she first told me that story, and I was like, whoa, like, because then my next stop after that national park was Colorado Springs, and then Denver, and then back back to Nebraska, and I was like, I'm gonna cancel all my shows, like the rest of my trip, like I'm coming back to Nebraska, like back to Lincoln to see you, to like talk to you, to like just be with you. Um. yeah I was like I want to like yeah I was like it went from like wanting to cancel like the rest of the trip to go back and being with her and then she told me that I was like I just wanted to like cancel like everything I wanted to like teleport somewhere and escape to somewhere which is where the DMT came into play mm. and I was like I don't I don't fucking care I'm gonna do like fucking all this on top of a fucking mountain and like see what happens or like whatever the fuck because that's yeah i my friend this not even my friend some dude i met who was a friend of my buddy who lived in phoenix he just gave me he didn't even sell me he's like you want this bag of dmt i have and i was like that might come in handy later sure (laughs) i was like i just so i then i took it from phoenix to up to vegas and i was just like yeah maybe i'll yeah, I don't know when I'll use it. And then, like, after I had all those news, I was like, I might, I was like, before that in Vegas, I was like, I might do it when I go to Zion National Park. And I had that phone call driving up there. I'm like, I'm definitely going to do this when I go to that fucking national park. So, yeah, that whole experience went from, yeah, it was like, uh, I want to get home right now to, I don't know, I don't want home. I don't want, I don't know. So, was the, like, was the trip planned before? like you guys had broken up or was it like something that happened afterwards that the, like, was like ro- the road trip yeah that was, that, yeah so- or no no um yeah that that happened and then for about a month or so i met i met rap rob gagnon at mm. uh Cromfest in omaha and he talked about his show stone versus drunk versus sober mm-hmm. and i was like i want to take a road trip sometime maybe in the future like who i don't even know like i want to and then, yeah, as soon as we, like, split up, like, almost right away, I was like, 
I want to plan some type of road trip mm-hmm. thing where I go to all these different cities, do comedy when I can, just camp in the wilderness when I can't, just like think about shit and I don't know, find probably maybe try to find like a new city to to do comedy in and grow in before I mean, yeah, I eventually yeah, I, I want to go to like New York or LA. Um mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I wanted a I wanted a, like a Chicago or a, a buffer Denver. city between Nebraska yeah. and the big yeah. I needed to like cut my teeth more besides <laughs> what little like opportunity there was to like kind of do some cool mm-hmm. things in nebraska besides like kind of tour around in the midwest for a little bit so yeah i was like so yeah as soon as that happened i was like contacting people and just like i went from nebraska kansas oklahoma texas new mexico arizona utah or or nevada utah then denver and then back and i just like booked like a little trip to like yeah half think about things and half like try to find a new city where i could start wanna, over. yeah i want right. to start over and i was still like i don't know if i want it because we were still talking and as soon as she told me that i was like i have to find a new place like uh, i for sure the other thing i keep like sticking on is the fact that like so something really traumatic happens to her and you're the first person she goes to yeah is it i think it's interesting how people can be in a relationship with someone neglect that person either by cheating by emotionally not being there but then when they like when they need someone else to do the emotional labor they go cling to that same person yeah. was it like that kind of i mean because she said she's young she was young in the time yeah, though you think sure. it was kind of that thing where she just didn't know how to be in a relationship that's called mm. codependency yeah young people <laughs> tend to be very codependent and you think about it, they absolutely were, they were under 21 and living together so you like guys you guys jump out of your parents home and then live together but you were dating less than a year mm-hmm. do you think it was kind of a recipe for chaos in that sense yeah that whole thing was totally like a recipe for chaos like i don't think i don't know if anything like led to like our i don't think the the relationship wasn't like unhealthy like we were mm-hmm. totally like i mean i still talk to her she's like she's like a cool she's a cool chick like um so you've forgiven her yeah that's good i, I yeah and i guess i've forgiven my friend too but i've, I've never just had that dialogue mm-hmm. with i guess either of them in the room or like both of them separately like what was going through your head like why were you wanting to do that Besides me just being like a fresh out of college person, all I wanted to do was just smoke weed and lay around all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah. So I still like, I don't know if I like harbor any like resentment, but when like that stuff comes up, I'm like a little like, ooh, I don't know. How? But how just did, sorry. Oh no. Were you, were you gonna say? No, I was just gonna say like just. I mean, it's. I think that's a really common thing. Like any time that like something ends in a sort of volatile way, like. I, I mean, that's why people tout like closure being such like an important thing and like just, you know, having those conversations like to kind of wrap the bow on it because then otherwise you kind of have like that that one hole in the air mattress where you're like, it stays inflated for a while, but fuck, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's leaking. It just. So how close were you to this friend? Um, He was, yeah, a pretty good friend of mine. I don't, I have like one best friend and that's like my buddy I've known since I was like two years old. Mm-hmm. So he's like... In like the the circle of like the the people I hung around with at the time, yeah, he was like one of the, like the like the top five. He was if it, if it was like a MySpace top friend situation, he'd be in the he'd be in the top ten for sure. He'd be he'd be like yeah yeah yeah. I, okay, this is gonna sound so Nancy Reagan. <laughs> so oh, please God. forgive me. Do you feel? 
that in the drug culture, um, are, uh, are lines more blurred in relationships? Like, did you and her have like a clear understanding that you were exclusive? Um, or yeah. do people is like... Yeah, we were very, yeah, we were, I'd say, yeah, we were very exclusive to each other. Like, is she, and she, I mean, she would smoke weed, uh, uh, but she never, like, she's never done any psychedelics mm-hmm. or anything like that. I remember, like, a year or so ago, she, like, texted me the first time she did Molly. And I was like, okay, <laughs> good job. I don't know what to say. Um, but, like, yeah, she wasn't very, like, into, yeah, kind of doing yeah any kind of psychedelics or some drugs i feel like that can be like a pretty common misperception on things like drugs can definitely make a relationship go bad but relationships don't go bad because of drugs always you know that like sounds they very can... pro drugs well, no, no, I, well <laughs> I, I mean I, th- that's I think that's what this podcast is isn't it is it, very, yeah, is it pro drug podcast it's, it's called... salty a drug it's, what did you trick me into kai it's, it's extra snorty right is <laughs> that <laughs> <not> <laughs> it? It looks like coke. my sister's well, an attorney i can't do well this. i mean i just i just think that there are like people who like because i like i mean i i can at least say personally like i know a handful of people who aside from like the fact that like whenever they go out on the weekends either like they'll do like mushrooms or coke while they're partying or whatever but like aside from that totally functional in all other aspects of life so it's like it's i'm not saying like you know go out do blow there are no consequences but like it's not something that's gonna like necessarily inherently because of itself be your downfall unless like you, you i don't know you you're depending on it for some sort of something that you're missing or if you have like a severely addictive personality or I guess it's like the same thing with alcohol like it's just like yeah it, you just in moderation and it would only bring out the feelings you already had like you know like if, if I got drunk and hooked up with someone else that wouldn't be a free pass because like I know what the rules are when I'm sober you know like that kind of thing yeah that was actually yeah that's probably yeah part of it I was definitely during in that time period too like I was like every weekend I would I'd like to drop some acid and I was very and she was she was almost like don't don't I almost I had this like joke I used to do about like uh mm-hmm. um, like my comparison to like my my girlfriend like walking in and like finding out I'm like cheating on her is like her saying she was gone for like a weekend and then like coming home and I'm like painting on the floor like with glow sticks on <laughs> like oh like oh it's not what it looks like and she's like god damn it so she was yeah she didn't like yeah she didn't I know she didn't like psychedelics too much or like me being on them all the time which probably like I don't know led to her trying to like I don't know talk to more people who didn't do that or yeah I feel like if you're dating somebody that does a lot of psychedelics, they're either like at home or a concert, and that's like it. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Same. I oh, I uh, I got to yeah. I would like do them and go on walks, and then my place was like pretty close to downtown. I would get I do them to like the point where I was being like with friends downtown, like on acid, and like seeing if anyone could like notice. And sometimes I got away <laughs> with it. They're like, "Yeah, you're fun tonight." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> everything's just like boom, spiraling out of control but I'm like some yeah, but like there there's a couple times I like couldn't handle it and they're like what's wrong like I'm actually tripping balls right now <laughs> you gotta take me home so there is it got I definitely have definitely toned down a lot on my this psychedelic I'm so, use I'm so terrified of people who do drugs this is so like I'm realizing my weird little inner prejudices because I'm just thinking like if someone told me they were on acid immediately I'd, like, I'd be like oh my god they're gonna eat my face and I wouldn't <laughs> want to be in the Remember the guy on bath salts who ate somebody's face? Yeah. Yeah. See, well, bath salts <laughs> is different than like 
acid or like mushrooms. Like, I mean, I've never done bath salts. That sounds very plus. I actually took a bath with salts today. I'm not trying to be like funny, but I really did plus, take a bath salt he bath. He was from Florida. <laughs> That's true. That's the part we forget. Yeah, you like once once a news article starts with Florida man or woman, you know that whatever follows it is going to be like the most obscene shit that you have ever seen in your life. <laughs> So yeah, so yeah, 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 it wasn't, I mean, I know some people who get like really manic when they, uh, take, take LSD, they like, like, like talk really loud and they just like scream and like run around all over the place and just get like really sweaty. Like I was, I was way more like when I did acid besides the times when I was like, I'd go on a walk and be like, I'm gonna go downtown with my friends and see if anyone notices, uh, I would always just like. I'd always do them like either sometimes I do it with a friend, but usually it's just by myself in my apartment and I would like just paint for a while or like listen to music. So it's very like I wouldn't do anything like to definitely never drive on it. Mm-mm. Um, it, I, yeah, I didn't get like too outrageous with it, but it did get to a point where I could see that as like me almost like wanting to do some of that stuff more than like wanting to be with my girlfriend at the time. And I, I think I think that actually like brings up a good point because this is something that I get a little bit salty about whenever I hear like a whole lot of just like, nope, drugs are 100% equivocally bad because like whenever it comes to like marijuana, LSD, like all the like MDMA, like all of these different drugs before have been used in like small quantities and like medical trials and all of them have been shown like in some capacity for certain things to have medicinal benefits. But like the same thing about like any other medicine, like there's some people who certain medicines don't work for them because they're either going to like fuck with them or like aggravate some sort of other symptom Mm -hmm. and it's like it's like the same way like with weed like some people get really really like paranoid or anxious on it and it's like that yeah it serves medical purposes but it's the same as any other medicinal substance like it's not going to work for a hundred percent of people but that doesn't mean that it works for zero percent of people if, if you have examples of it not working you know yeah different strokes for different folks absolutely makes sense uh i know we're gonna wrap it up yeah yeah about time to wrap it up about that time um i guess what i i wanted to like to to book in this conversation because obviously some good like some good has come in your life since then you've moved oh, here extraordinarily yeah you're There's... doing great stuff in the scene writing some really interesting funny material um Thank you. but is there anything you wish you could say to either of them Ooh. oh the um Mainly just, yeah, I'd probably ask him, like, the the why, or if, like, what, what kind of what were you thinking, especially since, because she was also, like, on the, the speech team with us as well, so it was all, like, this whole thing that was just, like, in this mm-hmm. singular community, mm-hmm. so it was, like, I mean, of course I'm gonna, like, find out about it, like, sooner than later, uh, yeah, I would just probably like to ask him, yeah, you know, why, even though being, like, a pretty close friend of mine um why yeah why what like crossed through your mind where you're like oh i can do this and it's gonna be like okay and i would probably ask her like maybe what i did at the time to make you feel like i wasn't like doing enough or i wasn't like there for you enough for you to like kind of go seek affection elsewhere Mm. but i totally know what she'll probably say like it's probably some like the psychedelic stuff and like the drugs and going out all the time and also at the time yeah she was yeah she was like 19 and i was 21 so i was like yeah i'd go out to my the bars with my friends and stuff and 
<laughs> and it's Lincoln was like the only open mic was like it was a Monday night and like a Tuesday night and then like some shows at the theater like whenever so like when if any of those were there it's like I'm gone at night like mm-hmm. I'm doing that so like yeah I wouldn't come back till like she was in bed and she was a teacher too so she's like she would go up up, up in the morning um when she wasn't at school she was and she's guys she was very smart for like her age she was like doing student teaching and she's like very young so it's like I'd go out like all night after she'd get off teaching and just kind of be alone. Ooh, was Crashing like real relevant for you? Did you watch that show? I watched a little bit of it. It's literally your life, but without the drugs. <laughs> like if you were a like a like a conservative Christian, that yeah. would be exactly your life. Like that's exactly the story. Yeah, well, I didn't get Sarah Silverman's couch though. Uh, okay, right? That pissed me off. I was like, yeah, he's been doing comedy for three weeks, and he's a warm up guy on Rachel Ray. Exactly. Fuck that, him. Yeah, like, my I friends, so my friends were like, "Do you watch Crashing? Isn't that show like super relevant?" I was like. If I fucking crash on Louis C.K.'s couch next month, I'll let you know. Like that's, I hate, I hate that show. Like that shows, right. that shows. Yeah, I hate that show. People, I like, just pantomime Jeff off because that's what he does. I want when you sleep on his that. couch. He's a creepy man. I've heard. <laughs> no, he's not a creepy man. Why are you doxing me? What? Why are you doxing me at the end of the episode? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I we're gonna wrap it up. Wrapping up, wrapping up. I do want to say though, there's a thing that women do. Like, there's absolutely a technique. It's called monkey barring. Ooh. It's where you don't let go of one bar until you have your hand firmly on another. Mm. She monkey barred you. <laughs> she she monkey barred you real hard. She didn't want. She wasn't a hundred percent sure she was ready to swing and leap until she was securely attached to someone else. And then eventually she just jumped down and realized it wasn't for her. That's, but that's why there was only one set of footprints in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for intertwining my faith <laughs> into adultery and, and nonsense. Thank well, you so much, by the way, Joey. Yeah, for being yeah, this. no problem. I was, uh, I've never really kind of explored that kind of topic or that that thing in my life as much as so far as I mean, publicly out in like conversation as this as this podcast episode. So thank you for. <laughs> giving me the opportunity to kind of explore that further with you guys thank you thank for you. being on here how can um how can people find you or listen to you yeah uh you can find me on twitter uh joey zims joey z-i-m-m-z uh and also on the same network that this podcast comes out on uh i have a podcast it's a live storytelling show called the listening room um so you can just search the listening room in itunes it's free check it out it's uh it's kind of like a in-between are as far as this is not happening and the moth it's like a bit of sometimes it's silly and crazy sometimes it's like some serious um people are trying to get out some serious things that happened in their life or sometimes it's just like a really funny or like really crazy story so if you're into storytelling and i don't know the experiences random experiences that people have being human check that out um but other than that i don't have any stand-up out on on youtube at all Saving that <laughs> and saving that for I don't know artificial scarcity. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> got to make myself seem like the people want it so bad that's not on there. All right, well, thanks so much for joining us. No and problem. We'll Thank you guys. See you guys next time. Bye bye. Have you looked away? Have you International.